0: To the wolf city gamecast where we insert our opinions on everything related to video games thanks for tuning in to episode two i am your host marcus or as you may know me Kogafet. now the youth is immersed in poison it's time to turn the tide which of course means my man firestormer cameron is here what up man I fucking quit <laughs> and last but not least we got the kawaii kid mal 13 kevin what's up my guy yo yo What's up, boys? How's everyone been? Anyone got anything to get off their chest? Anything cool happened in the last week or so? You guys catch that Super Bowl halftime show?
1: Oh snap! Yeah, that thing was so cool. There was so much happening, and just a lot of OG stars that were just OG rappers that were just killing it.
2: So was Fifty Fifty Cent trying to do a pull up or or a sit up or anything, or was he just kind of just hanging there like Batman? My man looked bloated. I thought he was gonna fall, but he actually did it pretty suave. A yeah, little, I was going to uh, fucking pass out.
1: I was a little scared, like, seeing him. I was like, oh, God, he's going to fall. But I believe he was upside down because of the one of his earlier music videos. I forget which one it was, though. I wasn't a huge fan of 50 Cent, though.
0: Yeah, I wasn't either. I got, I got pretty excited for uh, Kendrick and Eminem, though. I thought that was tight.
1: Yeah, there were so many cool things that happened on that. Like, so many good songs. It, it felt like everyone did, like, one of their, like, most popular hits. And then like a song of their choosing. And it was it was fun.
0: Nice. What about you, Kim? Uh,
2: I saw just some drama with Cody Rhodes and AEW. I think they were like trying to figure out a contract for him. Uh, he was working there for a couple weeks without a contract. I guess they couldn't figure anything out. So he ended up leaving. There was a lot of rumors that he was going to show up in Saudi Arabia and do the uh, elimination chamber today. That ended up not happening, and he posted a thing on his stories saying this is what retirement looks like and just showed a picture of his dog and his kid. So I don't really know what's going on with that. I think he's setting us up for a swerve.
0: You think it's like a scripted thing to like build on his role, or you think it's like a like
2: he's actually done type thing and they really couldn't figure it out? I think originally it was supposed to be like a scripted thing because like he played, he's got like a reality TV show, and I think he left the last season off on a cliffhanger of like. I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. I'm sure he's going to end up in WWE, but I don't know. It's really weird right now. You think um, Sh- Shane McMahon's going to end up at AEW, or you think that's just a fucking hot
0: mess that they won't touch? I don't think they want anything to do with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. I'd almost think he was like an undercover spy, too, if he did go to AEW. Like, Vince is just feels that twisted. <laughs> well, nice. I, I fucking saw Uncharted today
1: oh yeah what did you think
0: it definitely didn't feel like nathan drake or soli as a movie it's maybe average but like i don't know tom holland feels just like too like kiddish for me or something like he had like the spider-man one-liners going even chloe felt like a little young for my taste and i don't know if it's just me getting old or just like me trying to make it uncharted but It's seriously like with Antonio Banderas and then the kids it felt more like a fucking spy kids movie or something like it was I I don't know (laughs) I wasn't about it and then the fucking Spider-Man shit like he was where he's like sorry that was a reaction like I just like waiting for him to say like oh Mr. Stark my tummy hurts like (laughs) 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 don't compare it to Uncharted.
2: It's a video game movie. You, You get what you get. Yeah it's an okay movie but most that video game movies are so letdowns.
1: Current. Would you say it's better than the original Mario movie?
2: I haven't seen that. Oh You've my god! You've never seen that? No, the animated one? No, no, it's a it's a live action one. I didn't even know that existed.
1: Yeah, John oh, Leguizamo dude. plays um, uh, Luigi. <laughs> it's a <laughs> fucking <enough> nightmare. <laughs> That's you, a great casting, though. I feel like <laughs> <laughs>
2: you should yeah, uh, I... you should pull up the live action like box. Like just Google it real quick. Tell us what you think.
1: I think Dennis Hopper plays um, a Bowser. Yeah, oh, yeah, he does. No. I've seen yeah.
0: I've seen the Koopa. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's a weird cast, but like I've I saw it.
1: <laughs> I saw it as a kid. Well, obviously, I saw it when I when I saw it as a kid. I I liked it, but I mean, when I say it's a good like movie or like a good ad- adaptation of Mario, no. It was it was fun for, like, as a kid. Is
0: that Ron Jeremy? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. I don't know. I still like the casting better
2: than Chris Pratt, maybe. Yeah, that's way better. I'll <laughs> still take that original Mario over this one. All right, well, you guys want to talk about some video games? Yeah, let's, let's go do away from that Mario
0: movie. So I, I think we all got a lot to say about the gorilla in the room. Kevin, why don't you kick us off on this one? Tell us uh, about Horizon Forbidden West, what type of game it is, the developer, and then kind of give us your first impressions on it.
1: Yeah, Horizon Forbidden West. um, It just came out on Friday the 18th. It's made by Guerrilla Games. Uh, So far, I'm loving it. Um, It's more Horizon. If you ever played the first Horizon, uh, it's more that. And if you love that one, you're going to love this one. It's essentially... Um, the same type of game, your uh, open world, you know, collectible, collecting stuff, um, killing giant robotic animals slash dinosaurs. It's wild. There's been so many things that I, I like about it. There's a few things that I don't like about it. So I'm not too far into the game. I barely started. I didn't get enough time to play with it. I had to go to work the next day, so I only got to play for like an hour or two before I went to bed. The way I play open world games, like my ADD just says, "Hey, you know, there's something over there. Go look at what it is." And then, as I'm going over there, I see something else, and I'm now I'm, I'm walking around meandersly, looking for stuff that it's either something really cool or something that I really didn't need to waste my time. So you know how we are kind of used to playing certain games, like first person shooters. The triangle button, the what is that? The white button is uh, change gun and stuff like that. Um, I feel like horizon forbidden west and horizon series um their button layout is not the one i would have chosen for a game like this um i keep on messing up and pressing square which is the crouch button i keep on pressing that and expecting like a roll or something and i don't know why it just messes me up i keep on pressing roll when i want to do this and it's certain things like that i mean maybe maybe i'm just like looking way into into it and being nitpicky about it but it's it's not anything that's gonna like ruin the game for you. Um as far as things that I like so far, um like I said, I'm not too far. I just got into um what was it like chain scrape or something like that? Um I just got there and I'm trying to do like a little side quest and the the game is beautiful. The foliage looks amazing. There's a little things in the water that like felt a little off, but maybe it's something that like we aren't there yet. But the graphics look phenomenal. I think the characters, the character models, look phenomenal. The creatures, the robot dinosaurs, they look great. I really love the game, so I might be a little bit biased. But that's uh, a little bit that I have to say about this. I don't know if uh, Cameron, you want to take it from here.
2: Uh, so yeah, when you were talking about the weapon wheel, um, a little bit after where you are, you end up getting like another. Um, you end up getting another weapon. Um, it's going to be like a. a another bow and arrow or whatever instead of like just swapping that out you can have two bow and arrows in your weapon wheel and you know how it like slots you in like an acid arrow and a regular arrow in that same wheel it's going to do that again for that second uh bow and arrow so it just shrinks everything up even more and it just makes it super hard to like if like you're in the middle of a battle and you're trying to change on the fly it makes it like super hard to like get you know the right arrow that you want so you prefer it like uh, like to be simplified like it kind of was in the first one? I guess. I mean, I honestly don't remember too much from the first one. I think if when I go back to it, I think I'm just going to swap out that bow and arrow, like unequip it from my wheel. That way it's not, you know, cramming the space.
1: Something that probably would work out. Um, you guys still remember uh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima's, uh, the way they kind of did that, like weapon change and stuff. If I remember correctly, it would open up like trying like the actual face buttons, a triangle square uh, to pick like certain type of arrows, like heavy arrows and stuff like that. If I if that's if I remember correctly, something like that, I think would probably ease that problem. So like giving like each
2: weapon type, like uh, giving a bow and arrow its own, like press R1 and then press
1: triangle and then select your arrows or whatever. Yeah, something like that, I think would have done a better, better job of like picking your arrows because I did just unlock the acid arrow. The icon for arrows—it has half acid and half uh, regular arrows. I could just imagine if they're going to do ice or fire, it's going to end up looking really, really slim.
2: Then no, no. I, I kind of like it. <laughs> you, you like it?
0: Yeah, I, I do like the system. I mean, it's uh, to me, it's easier to like hold the trigger or whatever, and then just slide it over to the thing I like. I, I think the the analog feels like nice enough, and like with the slowdown at time, it feels like it's fine to me, but. Yeah, I, I could see what you're saying. I mean, it is a little uh, crowded. I mean, it's that crowded. If you're, you're like, trying to, to like switch. make
2: like a split decision or whatever when you're fighting those like boars that have like the acid tank on, tanks on their back. So yeah, you know, you're gonna shoot them, shoot the acid tanks, and explode them, and then you're gonna switch it back over to like a regular arrow for like the rest of your enemies. If you're trying to do that super fast, like you're gonna overshoot it and you're gonna have to go back to it. I don't know. It just feels like a minor inconvenience. I was actually kind of shocked that you said that you didn't like the water or you thought the water was a little off because I feel like the water in this game's like some of the best water I've ever seen. Are you talking about like more so like when you're underwater?
1: Well, it's the transition from uh, like above water like when you're looking down, it's like in the first area, like, because I spent like I, I did that part twice. So in that, in that first area, when you first like when it tells you to jump into the water, you jump in, whatever the bottom looks awesome, right? But when you get out and you look down like towards the water, it Looks a little bit different because as soon as you like dive in again, the it goes from being like greenish to like brown. But it could be like just a reflection uh, or ref- or it was the refraction of the light um, and how the water color itself changes between between like being above and underwater. Maybe they did that. I'm not entirely sure. I wasn't feeling that part. I do like the underwater. It does. It does like. It feels like life like i guess it but it is it is beautiful there was a few like little like graphical things that i didn't like as well but we'll get into that a little bit later
2: so yeah the other thing that i didn't really like about it was the animation kind of felt like a little stiff when you're like exploring when you're jumping around it still feels like the same motions it doesn't really feel like it's been improved too much you can tell it has but like you know not drastically not like they didn't look at like oh hey like breath of the wild's doing this like we should do the Breath of the Wild thing, add a stamina bar, make everything climbable. The other thing, along with the animation, her hair is almost like too free. It's just constantly like moving. And even in cutscenes, like when she's just standing still, I've had like her hairs almost looked possessed and just started like flying everywhere. <laughs> I didn't notice that too. You had that you had that happen in a scene?
1: Yeah, it definitely clips a lot. I, it's just it's yeah, it's just those those things with hair.
2: It's a new thing. I've seen that. Hair's yeah. either like really bad or like really good or too good. Yeah. And then I think the other thing that I really didn't like was Aloy seems to like talk way too much during like just you like wandering around or like you trying to fig- figure out a puzzle and she'll like almost figure it out before you even get a chance to like figure out the puzzle.
1: Yeah, kind of like like she definitely holds your hand as you're trying to solve it before you even actually get there.
2: Yeah, like you'll get into a room and then she's like, oh, hey, try pulling this down. And I didn't even like look at that area yet
0: especially as you get deeper in some of those uh, technology caves or whatever the hell you want to call them.
2: Let me try to figure it out before you help me. As if the scan doesn't baby mode it enough for you. (laughs) Right, literally highlights everything with a specific color for like what you need. What did you like about the game? Uh, So like you said, the game looks amazing. Everything about that game looks beautiful. Um, I'm not even playing in the, what is it, the resolution mode? Yeah, I tried really hard to play in that mode And it just felt like way too choppy, like 30 frames. It's just, I can't do it anymore. But you can like definitely tell like when everything's standing still and you're not like rotating the camera, it looks really good. I felt like the dialogue from like all the main characters and like the main storylines and like the animations. Wow. Super good. Like really good, you know, really good voice acting, really good character models. When you get over to like the secondary characters though, like you can kind of tell like, Okay, this doesn't really matter too much, so I don't really need to pay attention that much.
1: Yeah, I, f- I feel like the the world building, they they definitely did a really good job at it. Um they're like like you said, there's uh some characters that feel a little bit less, you know, put like a, a less time put into. But I think that's where um maybe the next one they they nail that down cuz like if you played the first one, if if you guys remember correctly, like they, they didn't really put that much like life into that area of the game like yeah you found some characters and some there was people doing their their own thing right but it didn't feel as like real world like style you know like if that makes any sense like um and uh another thing was that um i i really liked the animations on some of the like minor characters like I went into a area that this dude was cooking and he was talking to me and like we were discussing some um, some quest that he wanted me to do. And he him and Aloy, they, I mean, their face animations, like the, the emotion that they, they are displaying, whether it's their eye movement or just like the type of body language or, or the body language of their face definitely felt more realistic. And I really like that.
0: Uh, on my notes for Horizon, I mean, I definitely haven't played enough for anything super definitive yet. But uh, Horizon's definitely been a grower for me. Um, you know, it's it's funny. I was as I was typing myself some points I wanted to hit on for the podcast on this. It started off uh, a little negative, and the more and more I played it, the more it started to be positive, And quickly, it shifted from like negative feedback to like mostly positive. Um, so the beginning for me was a little buggy. Much better when I got into the open world, but, like, in the tutorial, I had kind of a major bug. So the the quest completions weren't registering. The bowcaster didn't register. Like, I created it to where you could pull that, like, you know, rubble down or whatever. Yeah. So, and, like, because it didn't register, like, it didn't teach me how to use any of that shit. So, like, I literally had to look it up. I spent, like, a good, like, ten minutes. And it really rubbed me the wrong way that I, like, had to scan that fucking grapple point to be able to jump up there. Because I was, like, sitting there for, like, five minutes shooting the bowcaster at that obvious grapple point, like, trying to get up there. Yeah. And then, and then finally I got to the part where you got to, like, sneak up and kill the di- the robo-dinosaur, right, and, like, sneak attack him. And, and, of course, I, like, flew in there because there was no direction and just shot it in the mouth with an arrow. So it, like, made me fail that, and then it kicked me all the way back to the beginning of the tutorial. Oof. And then fi- finally when I came through it again and, like, crafted the bowcaster, everything was registering, and it, like, everything worked properly but there was a little bit of bugs there in the beginning and the animations weren't registering right. The cutscene seemed a little bit choppy, like I would stab the air instead of like the machine on the finishers. But once I got out of the, the tutorial, I mean, everything was fine. So one of the gripes I was kind of hearing on some of the reviews and stuff like that was the tutorial being long, but I, I straight up didn't feel that at all. I thought it was pretty quick and it wasn't painful. And even despite me having to do it twice, I thought it was fine once you get out into this to the world like my first impression of the story was that it was kind of a little uncreative i mean like stop me if you've heard this one before the land is poisoned with blight and we got to figure out the root of the evil toxic stuff and stop it you know i mean how many times have we heard that one I, i was wondering if there was really a good story to tell after the first but now that i'm a ways in i'm definitely liking the direction that it's going so like much like you kevin one of my gripes with the first game was that the characters felt super flat like they just felt like models like mannequins and and i definitely felt myself just not giving a shit about any of them there was a couple characters that intrigued me and i even like had a couple that i was wanting to to learn more about but in the beginning Aloy just kind of bobs and weaves everyone to to fly solo kind of and there's definitely an element of like corny stuff in the beginning acts that i thought were lame like the, the bad warthog mounts have like chainsaw mouths. Like I thought that was fucking lame. And then the village of what felt like almost like a cosplay convention. And then I, I was also a little di- disappointed that Varl shaved his beard. But as like I said, as I progress, despite how I'm coming off, I, I'm definitely enjoying the game. So let me just say that and, and I'll hit on a couple of the positives I thought. So the controls feel very, very smooth to me. The glider's fucking awesome. There are some sweet new machine animal things. And everything on a control standpoint feels like much faster pace than the previous game. I don't know if you guys felt this, but it feels like you can almost run faster and get places quicker. Like in comparison to the first game, I felt like I was grinding, like trying to run to places and stuff like that. But it definitely feels faster in this. So fantastic job of pacing, in my opinion. And then, of course, no surprise. I think we all knew that the graphics would be jaw-dropping for this one, but... I especially want to touch on like the skin detail, like the tone, blemishes, and like the way the light hits the different skin colors feels really good. It's alarming how good the facial details are, and I also like the vast representation of different ethnicities, which I think is great. They also nailed the water and swimming parts, like and the transitions of both. I know you guys kind of said that there was a little issue with that, but I haven't really experienced that too much, and I don't know if it's because I'm playing on like the thirty frames per second like visual mode. I don't know. Horizon's like growing on me more and more as I play, and I'm definitely vibing with Aloy. She's badass, and I, I really like the cocky, like confidence she's bringing as she deals with some of these characters that are trying to pee in her Cheerios. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm still early in the game, but like, I'm enjoying it a ton, and I'm like excited as I look through the skill trees and stuff. And uh, the story's really picking up some steam as as I get to the place I'm at. So. I'm about uh, probably eight hours in right now. Uh,
1: small question: Are you uh, mainlining it, or are you doing like side quests on the way too?
0: So I, I'm kind of mainlining it right now. I think um, later I'll probably be able to come back and do some of those side quests and stuff. Because I definitely, I did that same cook quest you talked about, and that's really the only side quest I've done. But okay. I really like how much of um, kind of a, a person for the people Aloy is like. Uh, like for that cook guy, for instance, I mean, how she's just like kind of trying to do him a favor as like the the upperclassmen are kind of taking advantage of his his kindness as the cook and like his meal and stuff. So I I like that she's for the people, and then I like that she doesn't take shit from these people who think they're like rich upperclassmen. Like I, I'm I'm definitely vibing with Aloy, and I'll definitely come back and side quest that stuff after I can streamline some of it with the with the means of travel.
1: Yeah, Aloy's uh, definitely a, a lawful good character where she she is really like really a good person and tries helping out. But and she's also she will also get in your face if like you try bringing her down or like attacking or whatever, you know. The game has so many I don't know, it feels so like the world's more livable and, or like feels lived in and just like the dialogues are some of them like yeah, like you said couldn't can be a little corny. But there's some that I'm like, oh hell yeah, Aloy's just fucking being a being like that. She's being that bitch, you know. Like the I'm gonna fucking like I ain't taking no sh- no shit from you. It's, I really like that. She had the um, the big dick energy, if you will.
0: Yeah, that that's totally what I was vibing with too, and and that's like why I'm really digging Aloy. And all, the interactions also get better, I think, um, as yeah. you go along with the story. Uh, like I said, I haven't done much side questing, but. They felt a little cornball in the beginning, but definitely pick up pace.
1: Are you by chance planning to getting the platinum?
0: Yeah, I, I probably will. I mean, fuck, you know me.
1: Um, yeah. I'll <laughs> definitely
0: come back and, and probably do that.
1: One thing I really liked about the game was that um, they really added more onto the, the skill tree. Um, you have, what is it, six classes now, with or worse six classes that you can put your points into. Uh, we have a warrior, trapper, hunter, survivor, infiltrator, infiltrator and machine master. Uh so far I haven't put any points like I said I'm very early on. I haven't I think I got one or two points and like I always do in these collectathon games open world, I always forget to put my points into things. There's so much to this game, right? Do I want to be someone who sneaks around more? Do I want to be more of a melee combat or do I want to, you know, be more of a sharpshooter? I'm honestly thinking that I'm going to go sharpshooter in this one, um, and be more more of a assassin there too. That's that's the kind of stuff I do like. I love I love skill trees. Um, I'm a I'm a huge fan of the the new Assassin's Creed games. Haven't beat all of them, but there's some there's some that I'm like, oh my god, I'm loving this skill tree. Um, Valhalla had a really awesome skill tree that like it it keeps on opening up as you put your points in. This this game it seems like it's gonna give you some good amount of uh, unlockables, which is something that I really like. What do you guys think about some of the new enemies? Uh, did you guys obviously you guys fought that first? Uh, was that Slitherfang, the 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 snake guy? That battle
2: was pretty good. Yeah, I, I think the thing that I didn't like about it was, I guess it wasn't like a, a force thing, but they like really wanted you to like use like the heavy machine, like the heavy machine gun.
1: Yeah, no, I, I picked that one up, and uh, I'm not the best first person shooter player and I, I probably hit that hit him with like two of those
2: i just hated how slow you move with it like it just didn't really seem worth it
0: that was that was in the first game too i i honestly that part i didn't even notice that shit fell to the ground until after i killed him because <laughs> <laughs> like like the way i fight in this game like i'm literally jumping in the air and slow in time and firing arrows like like I'm skipping and fucking shooting arrows and trying to hit the the weak spots, so like everything's hella in slow motion, <laughs> and I just like pop off all their different like uh, their little attachments and, and kill them. So I never even like saw that that thing hit the ground. But one of the one of the um, machine animals that I was really digging, um, kind of a kangaroo one that you get later on that like shoots a fucking like electric thing at you. I thought that one was was pretty cool. And there was some like crocodile ones and a hippopotamus one. So I'm definitely digging the new animals uh, minus those like enemy warthog ones that have the chainsaws in the mouth. I think that's just fucking super lame.
2: When they did a close up <laughs> on that, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I was really bummed about that one.
1: In all honestly, though, those animals, um, if uh, if they were real, I mean, just like uh, the game, you know, we'd all be extinct.
0: It could be. It's Earth 2056 or something like that or 2066 or something anyone else got anything to say about uh about horizon
1: i'm looking uh forward to finishing this one and i probably will get the platinum trophy as well nice also well. in 2056 <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah i guess we've all been uh we've all kind of been playing that What uh what have you been playing marcus so i i played a i'm gonna say a
0: little bit of of Lost dark i mean i'm not too deep into it but um this was one that I didn't really have much visibility on before it launched, so Lost Ark's a MMORPG from Smilegate RPG at Amazon Games. So it, se- it seems to be doing much better than New World, but uh, much like the Steam consensus rating, I'm a little mixed on it. Um, I think there's some things that it does really well, and others that are a little bit flat and generic, so... Like I said, Lost Ark's at MMORPG slash ARPG, which for those of you who don't know what that means, that's massive multiplayer online role-playing game. And then ARPG is an action role-playing game. So most people will relate this genre to like a WoW, but uh, for for advanced gamers, I'd say the the closest I would compare it to in the genre would be like a Neverwinter, but with like a that classic sheen, shiny look and and smoother combat. So, yeah, let's talk about it. So the <laughs> the classes you can play as are warrior, mage, martial artist, and you can do male or female on that one, and then gunner, male or female, and then an assassin. So when you first open the game, there's a super nice feature when you select a character. So it shows you like a, like a diagram of their skill strengths. So there's attack power, dexterity, defense, support, and then AoE radius, or all-out attack. And it even gives you like a difficulty of the campaign when you select the character. So like out of five stars, the easiest was the warrior being like a two out of five. And um, before you start, you can also pull up the story. Um, So it gives you like a little blurb of the story. And you can kind of decide which one you want to embark on before you jump into the game. So they even have like an advanced class look that shows the moves and stuff. So... I really appreciated this feature in an MMO because I've notoriously like started a game before and got like five to 10 hours into it and then been like, fuck this character. And I start over with a different one. So it's kind of nice to have that in the beginning where you have such a good grip on what you want. It gives you a way better than most pre-character selection. And another huge perk is that your, your character in this is pretty damn customizable. So I'd say like a handful of outfits and emotes Maybe like 20, 25 base heads to choose from. And then you can kind of fine tune it with like face shape, hair, makeup, voice, and all that typical stuff. Maybe like 15 to 30 options on those, depending. Some of them even have like the intensity sliders. Like for example, you can tone down the gloss on your hair and make it like less Dynasty Warriors or anime looking. So overall, I'm pretty pleased with the customization front um i wound up choosing the martial artist male i really wanted to go assassin but there wasn't a male option so i kind of stuck with the martial artist you come to a part after the character create where there's like an advanced class for whatever reason the the martial artist only had one option i'm not sure if the other classes have more than that and then after a quick rundown you're basically click to walk system same as any mmo interact using the keyboard when you start the combat tutorial, you get the basic band of enemies raiding the area. Again, no surprise. It's, it's trolls. Every basic enemy seems to be trolls or goblins, so in this case it was trolls. The prologue kind of drags a little if you're used to this type of game, but it's not too bad, and I appreciate that it at least provides a very clear tutorial and intro to the game. So everything was so far so good. I was enjoying the game, and then everything's copacetic, and then I, I got out of the prologue and I started to like nitpick the game a little bit. So I'm very much in the early game, so take some of this stuff with a grain of salt, but the combat felt like extremely easy, like baby mode easy. The, the enemies like come at you 3 to 15 at a time, and they kind of all bunch up where the hitbox is enormous, and your combo will just take them all out easy, and your basic attack even kind of stuns them, so it just feels super easy at the beginning. Even the bosses feel like they do super baby damage, and it's just a little button-mashy and shallow you can definitely get away with just butt mashing and, and just leaving your finger on hill. The monsters in the wild, something that also bother me, um, they all seem to award the same exact two XP. So the farming feels like you're on that episode of South park where they all just get fat and neck beardy and, and farm boars. <laughs> so like you really just can't progress at all farming like that. So you're kind of stuck playing this sleep inducing story quest where you constantly run from one map marker to the next and, mash through a bunch of pointless dialogue and stuff like that um I, I just found myself not giving a shit about the story at all and, and as you can imagine this cycle gets pretty old like i don't want to shit on the game too much because it's definitely not a bad game there's there's a lot of alleviating factors that make it more bearable like for one the, the game looks very very graphically good for for the genre and the landscapes as you go through them are, are great they did an excellent job with that the combat's super repetitive, but it, it is smooth despite being repetitive, and the action animations are top notch. They allow you to zip around the map with teleports too, and you also get a mount. They did um, a really nice job with the enemy designs. So the enemies have a really sleek and nice look, um, a good variety of appearances and differences with like basic, mini boss, big boss. Like they all look different and it, and it's pretty frequent too how there's like changing of enemies in different areas so like definitely an excellent job on the enemy design there's also pretty frequent voice acting which is like a super good layer especially for an mmo unfortunately it kind of feels wasted on just such a bleak story i kept waiting for it to grab me to see what all the fuss is about because i think this was like the second most played game on steam or something like that but i, I don't know i i just don't have faith that it's ever going to There, there was a few other unique things like you could romance with certain NPCs and build rapport with them. There's also cool touches similar to Neverwinter where you can have like pets and like special mounts. But unfortunately, most of it's kind of tied up in like a paywall or just like a ridiculous amount of hours if you don't want to pay in their in their shop or whatever. It definitely feels like a trap and and has that vibe. But I'm pretty careful to beat up on something that has paywalls like that when it's a free game. 'Cause I guess it's gotta get funded somehow, right? But it can be in stream on this game. Um, it kind of creates a discouraging like atmosphere where the progression system isn't cared about or that's like a, a money grab. But uh I don't know. Overall, Lost Ark was the case of me trying to keep an open mind and see what everyone was talking about, but I never really came. I did have fun. It looks super, super good for an MMO and I might chip away at it as as the year goes on, but definitely lacking hard with the story and combat for me. I think I think it's far from great but also far from bad. I'd say it's pretty damn good one of these games, but there's definitely nothing that sets it apart. My prediction is that like when Amazon stops pumping money into the popular streamers to play it, that it'll fall off a cliff and have, you know, the classic cult following that plays it until it's dead. So I'd say if you're an adept like MMORPG fan, and you have 73 gigabytes free give it a shot it's free and and i really do think it would be a fun mindless game to play with friends like in a discord chat after work or something you know when you don't really want to think about anything and just kind of veg out and
2: chat with your friends everything you said about that game sounds like every other mmo that's out there
0: uh, the thing that really fucking sets it apart is like to me is the fucking graphics like it really does look super good for an MMO, like, and and the landscapes are fucking good. Um, I've heard that when you get into like the the deeper game and stuff, it gets a little more challenging, and like the environments change frequently and they look really fucking good. So that what that's what I would say is it's.
2: Well, and that's the I, other thing though. They kind of want you to like speed run through like the very beginning parts and like hurry up and max out your characters so you can get to like the end game stuff because that's where like the MMO like really starts yeah i I mean that's just the mmo grind right but
0: this one like you can like buy fucking armor and shit in the shop that just like skyrockets you so it feels like you either fucking pay the money or you're just stuck there like fucking grinding and grinding for hours and hours like it's kind of that like pay or slave mentality in this game which is a lot of people's gripe with it but you know i take it for what it is i mean it's free it looks good Um, if you're someone that's going to put that many hours into an mmo fucking go for it you know i i think it's worth trying um and and i think it would be a lot more fun with friends i think i'd have a lot more fun if i wasn't playing it solo. um but yeah i'd just say it's a good
2: one of these games and that's pretty much all there is to it any more brain busters no i think we'll just uh let that one die like the rest of amazon's games oh no I think that one will hang around a little bit longer. <laughs> I don't think that one really counts considering it was a Korean based game first, right? Didn't Amazon just kind of like piggyback off of it?
0: Yeah, it's it's been available in other countries for a long time. I think Amazon just really brought it over here and tried to westernize it a little bit, but it's definitely already has a following. So, so the other game I played a little bit was uh, that new Total War Warhammer 3. Um, wasn't able to get too much time before horizon came out so i can't say too too much on it but it's a turn-based grand strategy game so build your cities up unlock troops different buildings that increase populations buffs resource income overthrow and kind of take over territories so I, i fucking love games like this they're super easy for me to get hooked on like especially ones where you can geek out with like the creatures and and shit like this um This installment seems like there's so many cool unlocks and different, like, game-changing buffs to really make each campaign your own and, like, allow you to get, like, a next-level nerdy approach with it. So, that excites me. I only was able to play the one day. It sucked about four to six hours straight out of me right after I came home from work, and I definitely pushed my bedtime far too long that night. But, uh, really, I've just done the prologue and, like, deep into that first campaign. I thought it was gonna be really bad when I first started playing it, but like once you start unlocking stuff and like get rid of the leash and, and start getting out there and doing your thing, it becomes super fun. Um, I, I'll I'll hopefully have a lot of more info on this one on the next pod, but like I said, only a one day buffer between this and Horizon, so it definitely took the back burner.
1: Yeah, uh, Warhammer is one of those series that like I kind of always wanted to like try out it just seems a little too daunting just because there's so much history and so much lore in that series that I'm not it, it, like I said it's daunting and I, I but I do want to go into that one and uh, you said it was on Game Pass
0: it, it is on Game Pass so yeah definitely if you got Game Pass um,
2: for PC give it a shot
1: hell yeah I'm gonna check that out
2: did you ever have an urge to try to get into like the figurines like the uh, tabletop based one
0: yeah i I've always had that urge, but I've just been like real careful with shit like that for myself because like that that that's the type of shit that'll like take over my life and like <laughs> well, I'll, like, I'll neg- the Star Wars minis yeah I'll, I'll like neglect my friends over that shit like so I'm like very careful with that stuff like the old Republic game I never got too deep into that because I knew that would be one of those things same thing with wow um i never dabbled in that too much either just because i knew it would take over my life so i'm very careful with those especially now that i have you know a wife job (laughs) all that good stuff yeah i'll be leaving work early and shit to fucking go home and play wow
1: yeah i could definitely see where like you would lose hours not you specifically but like you in general like i um I'm afraid to touch those type of games because, I mean, I feel like there's I'd be missing out on so much just because I sunk too much hours into that.
0: Yeah, especially with what we do on Wolf City Games, too. I could see one of those games taking over and just fucking a weekly pod, and I just got to talk about that game again. Yeah, I hit level 267,
2: but... (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of playing the same games, uh, I've been playing Sifu. I think we left off with me saying the club boss was, like, super hard and he was, like, punishing me. Yeah, I ended up getting through him at, like, age 23. Oh. So since then, I've beaten the game. The only boss after him that gave me, like, a lot of trouble was the uh, was the final boss. And, fuck, he wrecked me so hard. I think I got to him at, like, age
1: 28. Wow.
2: And yeah. I ended up finishing the game under 50, but there was a lot of... Uh, a lot of trial and error where i would just like he would run me to 70 and i would just not make it like that dude is so hard so yeah right now i'm actually playing through the game again and i found out that i don't know if you guys knew this but when you fight the characters uh it prompts you to like finish them off if you let yeah. them recover you basically get to fight them at like a quarter health again and as long as you don't kill them and you break their guard you have an option to spare their life did you guys know what?
1: that? No
2: the bosses yeah, so. right yeah the bosses yeah you click down on the d-pad right you click you click left on the d-pad but you essentially have to fight them like two and a quarter times but yeah so you have to like spare them and i guess there's like another ending in the game where if you spare like every single boss you get a, a specific ending and i only ended up finding that out because i was completing all of the boards for every area And when I was looking up to get the final, the final piece, it would only, it only pops up when you spare every single character in that game. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's how I ended up finding out about that.
0: Is, uh, so I'm curious, like when you got that far, is it a, is more a matter of like, you know, memorizing the patterns and getting good with the combat system? Or is there a good portion of like, you know, once you clear this area, there's a nice shortcut to pop you right back up to the top. And then you grind that level to get the age again.
2: Is, is it more of that? Or would you say it's more um, perfecting the combat system to get you to the end of it? When I got to a boss, you know, for the first time, I would just kind of watch what they did and like learn their pattern. I would find like a specific pattern that was like really easy to like get in on. So, the club boss, his biggest thing was getting that, like, sweep animation. There would be some times where I'd, like, go into that boss, and he would only do his, like, high, high, high combo, which is, like, super easy. It's, like, a wide swing, a wide swing, and another wide swing. And as long as you dodge all those, he's, like, wide open for, like, a three-hit combo. After playing him so many times, though, like, I started, like, being able to read his, like, sweep animation. Um, And then you get to the third boss... And she's the one that has like that, I don't know what you would call that weapon, but she's like super crazy with it. She's going after like highs and lows, highs and lows, and then like, just like vertical attacks. There's like one specific chain of attack where like she'll swing like a high and a low and then a high, and then she'll like jump forward at you. And then like after she lands, she turns red. I would dash back after that. And as long as you're like in like jumping range for her, she'll do one more following attack that following attack is the one that I would sidestep and attack her on. And she's, like, the only other character that's, like, given me, like, somewhat trouble aside from the final boss. I would just say, like, learn the patterns of the enemies and then replay that level once you unlock the shortcuts. That way you're going to be able to get through it, like, super quick and you're going to be, like, at a decent age when you finish it as long as you can handle the boss. Yeah, so a combination. (laughs) Combo
0: of both, it seems like. Definitely a pretty grindy though right i mean you had to
2: replay quite a bit to get through it the good ages uh yeah it's a little grindy i mean like it's one of those games where like once you like learn how to like handle that boss it's like not even a task anymore um i would say like it's not something that you can like hey i just got home from work i'm gonna jump in and take on the final boss no i would say like warm up go through like a full level take on a boss and then you'll probably be pretty warm to it As far as, like, the grindy, like, yeah, I guess a little bit. Like, I would probably play, like, a level three times tops just to get through it, like, a good age. But then, like, going back and, like, doing the board, like, if you're, like, doing, like, all the collectibles, then you're going to have to, like, go through the first level and then say there's, like, a key that you need that's in the second level. So you got to go through that one. There's almost, like, something from each level that has to do with another level just to, like, connect them. So it's a lot of, like, going through that and figuring it out i don't know it's pretty cool um i really like that game i would say it's like still probably one of my top games of the year
1: so sifu for me is a game that i really want to go back and actually beat uh like you've been saying it's 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 punishing but you kind of get better as you go and um i definitely asked for your uh help on like the first bad guy or sorry the first boss and um like just little techniques and i finally got to kill him without losing any lives so i felt really accomplished there um the second one is the one that i'm I'm having trouble with um i did beat him but i was like at level or i was at age 68 and by that point going to third level that much you're not going to finish that game
0: yeah i I think i'll go back and give it one last push too probably um when things start to slow down on on these other games i think february march is probably a busy month but i think april might be a little
2: bit open april or may yeah i mean next week we got elden ring and i think we're all going to try to get as far as we can into horizon before we we jump into that otherwise it's going to be fucking breath of the wild all over again and that game's just going to be put on the back burner
0: and sifu is not one you can just dabble in either like you got to really sit and grind it so I don't see that happening anytime soon, but I definitely want to give Sifu a fair shot and go back and try and do that because I think it's definitely manageable with the shortcuts and stuff. But it's just a matter of grinding that repetition and getting in that
2: zone. I I was you know having a roller coaster of thoughts with that game. I thought it was like too hard at first and I wasn't understanding the combat fully. I was like, yeah, this game's not that great. And then like, I think it was once I finished it, like once I beat the game and like everything like you know i got to see everything play out i was like okay this game's fucking sick and then like finding out that there's more story that i you know had no clue about like who is the story
0: in the end because that's one thing i didn't see like being overly anything because
2: it's one of those games where like it's it's slowly picking up after each boss and then like it like fully comes together at the very end gotcha so definitely a spoiler one yeah, I mean, over, overall, it's it's just a revenge story. You know, you're you're going after that dude for killing your dad and then, like, slashing your throat. So if you had to, like, assign a word to how the story is, like, generic, fantastic, like, I mean, what would you say? Um, I'd say, like, generic with a twist. I mean, it's your typical, like, kung fu revenge story. I mean, that's probably been, like, played to death in, like, all those, like, classic movies. But, I mean, the, the twist ending is, like, really what gives it some more flavor definitely got to check that out then
0: anyone else been playing anything um did you play more on that uh, triangle strategy demo cam
2: unfortunately i didn't get back to that um and i don't know if i'm going to get back to it until i finish elder scrolls or elder scrolls until i finish elden ring are we ever really done with elder scrolls though no <laughs> i mean we we dropped out of it elder scrolls online pretty quick i kept trying to get you to marry me so we can get that like 20 percent experience boost and you wouldn't have it
1: that sounds like a, a always sunny reference
2: i live in russia <laughs> yeah, we were marrying each other for the benefits <laughs> <laughs> well right. why don't we get into some news then boys let's do it yeah let's do it
0: so let's see here we got five stories for you so story number one capcom has a mysterious timer counting down and ending on president's day You guys have any speculation on this one? Why don't we kind of go around the table, say what we think it's gonna be, which I think we'll all say the same thing and then
2: kind of what we want it to be. So I think the game that we're that's all on the tip of our tongues is going to be Street Fighter Six. Even if I'm like a big Street Fighter fan, like I love the series that got me into like fighting games, I would also rather see them kind of like give some love to like some some games that they kind of like cast it out that they stopped paying attention to. Capcom's notorious for pumping out Resident Evils. There's a period of Devil, devil May Cry's. I would actually really like to see them take another swipe at a Breath of Fire, whether it's a, a sequel or just a full-on remake. That's a, an amazing RPG back, I think, Breath of Fire 3 was like my favorite one, and that was on the PlayStation 1. Super cool game. Um, you play as this blue-haired guy named Ryu, his, like, special ability is, like, he can turn into a dragon, and while you're playing through that game, you'll unlock different genes of dragons, like, different types of dragons, and when you, like, go into, like, your dragon mode, you combine those certain dragon genes, and you can, like, make, like, a skinnier, like, more agile, like, thunder dragon, or you can, like, create this, like, gigantic behemoth dragon that would, like, take over the entire playing field, and just use that as, like, your your summon, I guess. But yeah, that game's like super cool, super unique, and I think it would like translate really well in a you know modern RPG standards. It'd um, be fucking awesome. Yeah, doesn't that sound fucking cool? Like, I don't know if any of you guys have ever played a Breath of Fire game, but
0: I, I played the one on Game Boy Advance. I, I don't know how it compares to like the PlayStation one, but I, I just remember it being like that kind of you know you're traveling places, you have your party or whatever, and then it's like the typical turn-based thing where. Like almost like Pokemon where they pop up and then you fight them and stuff. And then they got the chest and all that good stuff. So definitely like a traditional RPG that was on the Game Boy.
1: Yeah, I I did get to play that game, but like so minimal. I played it on the emulator like back when, I mean, I was a teenager, like young teen. This was like back when all the Game Boy Advance and SNES um, ROMs were out there. And that's where I played it. Don't remember what system or which one. It was it was it was all right. Um, not that like I don't like it or anything. It's just I didn't give enough time to actually put a real opinion to it. And I don't want to say anything that anything negative or positive about it because I have I really have no opinion for it. But it'd be cool if they actually did something like that.
0: What about you, Kevin? What, what do you think it's going to be and what do you want it to be?
1: Um, I think it's going to be uh, Tekken versus Street Fighter. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I honestly think it's going to be Street Fighter. Just like Cam said, um, there's been a few things that are kind of like are kind of seeing like it's seeming like it's going to be it. Um, The 35th, I believe, anniversary of Street Fighter um, this year. And um, it kind of correlates to what was it like a fighting uh, tournament ending at that day or something like that?
2: Yeah, I think it's like the Capcom Pro Cup or something like that.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it definitely seems like it could be something something in the vein of Street Fighter, Street Fighter 6, maybe. That would be cool. Who knows what it really is. I'm looking at the clock right now. We're at 23 hours, so it might pop off, what, Sunday? Sunday night? Maybe Monday? Monday night, I guess, or Monday morning. Um, either way, it's it's. I'm excited. Who knows what we get. I have a feeling that it might be like Pragmata, that, that game that they showed off. That kind of looked like a Kojima game back in um, back in I believe June during the PlayStation Five uh, showcase, the first one. Um, it could be something like that. Um, the the font kind of feels like it would be in that same like vein, but who knows? To be honest, um, I, I hear a lot of people wanting it to be Resident Evil, some Resident Evil Village uh, DLC, maybe even the remake of four. It's it's up in the air. Let's just say it's a Mega Man, a new Mega Man Legends 3.
0: I I think we can all just pretty much speculate that it's going to be the new Street Fighter at this point. Um, Being one of the apparent few people in the world that likes Arby's and and seeing just Street Fighter pop up everywhere and then the new sandwiches and stuff. uh, I don't think Street Fighter's been off everyone's radar for like a long time and all of a sudden there's just like a, a plethora of shit in my feed and the new Arby's sandwich and all that good stuff. So I I definitely think it's going to be Street Fighter 6 or a new Street Fighter. What I want it to be is Okami 2. Um, I I think it's definitely been long enough for that game where it definitely needs to have its time again. I don't think enough people played that game. I don't talk to a lot of people that have played Okami, and I think it's a really, really fun game. And I love the art style in it, and I would love to see what they could do with it too on these new consoles. I think that would be great.
1: Okami is one of those games that I did miss out on. I didn't have a PS2 when it first came out and then I believe it went on to Wii, but this was when I was already dabbling on Xbox. Um, I never got to play this game. Um, I own it. I just haven't opened it.
2: Yeah, same here. It's sitting in my Steam library right now. Just untouched. I can't promise that I'll actually go back and try to play it, but it's there. Well, you guys are fucking up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Go play Yukuza. I, I, I need to play Yakusa. <laughs> if we if we get a slow month one of these months, we should do a fucking segment where we all pick a game for the other one to play and then we like report on the pot how it goes. I think that'd be like a fun segment. And I think you came up with that originally, Cam, but I really like that idea. That was I was gonna say idea. whoever like. came up with that idea is fucking brilliant. <laughs> All right. Story number two. Now, would you guys kindly get ready for this one? So Netflix has announced a Bioshock movie adaptation. What do you guys think about this one? Worried? Hyped? Mad? I have a lot to say about this one, so I'll let you guys chime in first. What you got?
1: All right. I think uh, Bioshock is going to uh, suck. No, I'm kidding. Um, Netflix really puts in a lot of care and love into their, their shows and movies. Um, the only one that I kind of had a real big issue was the Cowboy Bebop show because it did not land the coolness of the original anime. There were so many little things missing, and it just it wasn't for me. It kind of can be iffy with the Bioshock, but I feel like they are going to put more work into making sure that this one comes out and is a home run. I I am excited to see what these these. Uh, suits at Netflix can pull off doing those doing those movies uh, or adaptations of video games. and they I mean, if you look at the Witcher, they really knocked it out of the park. but I don't know how do you guys feel about it.
2: I'm a little iffy on it just because I feel like something like a Bioshock would translate better with like a TV series. I think most video games, uh video games, certain you know TV series would be better because you're not gonna miss out on any of the storyline. You're gonna have like you're just gonna have more time to, you know, let the story play out rather than like, this is probably gonna be two hours tops and I'm sure it's gonna miss, you know, some key points or, you know, it's gonna be rushed at some point, but I don't know. I'll, I'll remain optimistic just because Netflix is pretty good. They do a decent job when it comes to like video games to something or animate. Well, I guess not anime to something because all the anime live action has been trash. But no, looking at uh, looking at who's directing, and uh, they have the guy that directed uh, Twenty Eight Weeks Later, and that's like one of my favorite movies, just because of the way it was filmed. It felt super different for its time. The producer is Gore Verbinski, who's behind Pirates of the Caribbean, and he's also done The Ring, so I think he's going to be able to give that like nice like horror twist to the movie. Seeing that, I think it's in pretty good hands. I'm definitely nowhere near as worried about this one as I am,
0: like Avatar: The Last Airbender or my beloved One Piece. Um, I think Bioshock translates a lot better to the big screen. I'm kind of opposite of you, so I like the fact that it's a movie and not necessarily a TV series. I don't think I definitely think it'll there'll be more than one movie if it if it hits well, and I think they can definitely tell the story of like a Bioshock one in one story. Um, And I think that way they'll get like a budget, a higher budget and make the CGI more quality. Bioshock to me is an ominous dark world that translates with a really, really interesting story. But there's three things that can make it or break it for me. Like we got the director announcement. I know this thing got scrapped in 2009 for a ballooning budget. So I really think Netflix is going to have to just pump some money into this to make it work. So there's a lot, the plasmids, the big daddies, the little sisters. So the director got announced but i was really hoping for someone darker you know like obviously we couldn't get like a tarantino or a scorsese but maybe someone who can capture like the bioshock vibes like a like christopher nolan maybe jumps out to me the guy who did like inception dark knight interstellar or like maybe even like the tim miller guy who did produce a lot of that love death and robots which was super dark and i think he was also involved in deadpool but I don't know. The cast is is gonna make it or break it too, right? I mean, I'm gonna hit you with some like unrealistic expectations just to hype myself up and then get disappointed. But I think everyone kind of is gonna say Johnny Depp for Andrew Ryan. But I think someone that would be cool for for him would be like Christoph Waltz. Like he, he's a super phenomenal actor, and like I picture like his menacing voice in the dialogue with like the would you and stuff, and it just makes it so good in my head. And then maybe like. Lizzie Keplon or like Maggie Siff as Bridget Tenenbaum. And again, amazing actresses, but they have that like 50s look from Bioshock on Lock. And then, like, as Atlas, the looks tell me like John Hamm, but I guess you kind of got to respect the Irish accent. So maybe like a Clive Stanton or, or Celia Murphy. And then I like like a Garrick Hedlund as Jack, the main protagonist. But I think those are kind of the things that are going to make it or break it for me. But I doubt we'll see that
2: cast. But i like to hype it up in my head tim burton's not directing this so it's safe to say we won't see johnny depp i think christoph wolf would be better than like johnny depp i can honest, see that i'm not an actor guy so like all the names that you listed off i have no fucking clue who they are
0: so <laughs> christoph waltz was like the the bad german guy in uh inglorious bastards like the see that works and for me I, also I got that now shango and then like I, I just love his voice and like with the Would You Kindly. So Lizzie Kaplan is the was that like the Mean Girls girl, the one that was like friends with Lindsay Lohan in the beginning. Right. Okay. Uh Maggie Sif's like the the chick from uh that's in Mad Men and she was in Sons of Anarchy as like Jax's wife or whatever. Okay. Um jo- John Hams, the guy from uh the town, like the cop in the town. Uh Clive Stanton is is Rollo in vikings and he's like okay, Irish. Fuck yeah yeah i can get behind that guy and then garrett headland um so he was he was in tron but the, the role i like him in the most is four brothers he's like the younger brother yeah I, I don't know about these fucking video game movies i mean that seems to be the new vibe but i don't know how many of them are going to translate well to the screen like i said that uncharted movie wasn't very good but there's a laundry list of shit that's coming out i mean what do you guys think is going to be good or is there anything you're excited about that's kind of been announced there's like a ton of them out there
1: the halo tv show has to hit like it i I feel like that one they have to put in whatever it takes to make sure that 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 show ends up being something that is the next big hit right um as far as the fallout tv show they can do so much with it who knows how it's going to go i um i think with the kind of like more grounded nature of the, the, the game. Um, it, it would translate well into a TV show as long as the budget is right. We'll, we'll see how it, we'll see what we get. I'm kind of stoked either way, but we'll see.
2: As for the Halo TV show, I think they already got their hook, line, and sinker for the Halo audience. Um, they already announced that they're going to show Master Chief's face during the TV series. Did it really? Yeah, the, I think that came out today or yesterday. Wow. So, yeah, I, I don't know. If that's,
0: what's that? I said that'll be an easy one. You feed those fans dog
2: shit and they just eat it up. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the shitty thing about it, I mean, you're going to see the actor, you know, you're going to see whoever's cast as Master Chief and that's his face. Like, what's what's the reveal? You already see the actor's face. Are they going to model Master Chief as that actor from now on? Or I, yes, I just think it's Chris like Pratt kind of a shitty cop out.
1: Did you say Chris Pratt? Yeah. Oh God,
2: that would, that
0: would make <laughs> me so happy. <laughs> just the outrage in the community.
2: <laughs> but yeah, aside from uh, aside from those three that are kind of already announced, there's like a lot of video game movies and TV series that are in production. Uh, the one that's on this list that I would be really excited for is a Metal Gear Solid movie. I mean, the story in that's just so deep, and if you do it right, and you make all of the movies like I think that would be fucking amazing.
1: Who would you cast for uh, Solid Snake?
2: You can't ask me that. I'm terrible with actors. That's Josh The, only, the only name that fucking prop pops up is Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt as oh god. Brad Pitt as Solid Snake. Book it.
1: Okay, I'm gonna John. I'm gonna throw out a a, a spicy one here. All right. Uh oh. Rahul Kohli. Who's that? He's like a, he's um. Have you guys seen that show Midnight Mass? Um. He's he plays the sheriff on that one. Um, I think it would be different, but I feel like he would be able to play that character right. And um Kojima's already like liking his stuff and posting stuff about him, so I think it's gonna that would be something that he picks or that or he's in the next the next Kojima game.
0: Josh Brolin. I don't know. The one I'm excited for is The Last of Us. I think that fucking story is just amazing. If they do that right, which I think the casting is pretty good. Um, I was gonna say the casting's already out, and that put a lot of my worries away. And they're very good actors too, and they seem stoked on it, which gives me hope.
2: Hopefully, it's we, not false hope. But we already know Mando can protect a child, so
1: right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I think though with like it being HBO, that it's gonna be on HBO. It's gonna it's gonna be good. I I don't see it being bad, but we'd be we were surprised before.
0: Well, speaking of movies that just knock it out of the park from video games, Kevin's favorite series has renewed for a Sonic 3 and a knuckles spin-off series. How are you feeling about that one there, Bud?
1: Let's fucking go Whoa. To be honest, like I, Sonic isn't for me, you know the, the games I just I don't think they're as great as people think they are. Um, but that's my opinion. it they're definitely not for me. I heard the movies are fun and people are really excited for the second one. Which, good for them. If they like it, awesome. If it, if it comes out, I, I hope it's great for them. But I can care less.
2: So, two things about that. I watched Sonic last weekend. I wanted to give it a shot because I heard a lot of talk that the second one's going to have a lot more video game inspired moments from it. So, mm. I figured I'd get ready see what the first one's all about. It's not bad. It's, it's a movie. It's a video game movie. Take it for what you will. But if they're actually going to put a lot more thought into the second one... Adding him knuckles and tails and having Aegis Albra's uh, knuckles. I'm stoked yeah, for that. I'm, I'm excited to see how that goes. What were you going to yeah, say? That excites me too. No, okay. that's
0: what I was going to say. Is his voice seems super cool because Knuckles has always kind of been my favorite from Sonic. Right? Because he rapped, right?
2: <laughs> I, I didn't know he rapped. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but no, this, the second thing that I wanted to say was uh, this is my spicy take. Sonic had better lore than Super Mario. Fuck you! <laughs> it did. It was. It, it expanded it a what? lot more yeah. than just a fucking plumber saving a princess from a dinosaur. Hey, those, those are the those... chili dogs or what? No, the <laughs> the whole like fucking. Uh, basically, the fact that Sonic can go like Super Saiyan with a fucking emerald emerald crystals and like, there's just so many more characters in that universe than just you know Mario, Luigi, Peach, Bowser. Like that's all you really get out of Mario.
1: I'm not gonna touch that one, but I will say this. Sonic does have some cool characters. Knuckles is was my favorite one back on a uh, Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic Advance. Oh, no, it's Sonic Sonic Adventure. Um, but it feels like they just keep on adding character characters for the sake of acting. Char- adding characters. Um, I think there's like crocodile dude, some bat, and I mean it. Just, it just seems like they always add more characters, and the Sonic fans just eat it up. Um, again, not for me. Whatever. You gotta you. you mario's tight i like mario
2: sonic fans if you want that. to fight kevin go ahead and uh at him at mall 13 let's go all right fuck all this sonic talk let's get to story number four you started- so cyberpunk's <laughs>
0: cyberpunk's plastered all over the news again so it's getting the next jet bump and it's some free L- free dlc they're really trying with cyberpunk huh i don't know how you guys are feeling but this game it feels like it gets more chances than antonio brown <laughs>
1: Uh Cyberpunk for me, um it came out buggy as hell. I didn't like it, didn't like the bugginess. Um there was some cool things that I really wanted to love about the game. It just fell short, mainly because of the bugs. And I do gotta say that they really they really, really messed up because right now everyone when they everyone since the since the pandemic that delay their games literally delay their games because they don't wanna be cyberpunk. And um that kind of speaks speaks loudly for that um as far as um the new updates and the fixes and the next gen the next gen update i guess i am excited to go back i want to see what this game could have been so i'm gonna give it a fair shake um but you do have to talk about those glitches and how bad they they shot themselves in the foot in the beginning
2: so yeah like like the rest of you I got this game day one, was expecting it to live up to the hype, and it fell flat on its face. I played probably about like an hour into that game before, you know, the bugs just like, no, I'm not going to do this. Um, The game crashed, and I took that as my sign of, okay, I'm just going to stop and wait until they fix this game. Now with this next-gen release, I'm probably going to get around to it maybe April, May, you know, when it starts slowing down and play it for the first time. I really wish because we I think this day and age, we just have such a short attention span that when something
0: flops like that, I mean, look at our backlogs like you guys have been sitting on Okami for for however long. It's just a hard thing to go back to when there's so much new stuff coming out and we all have the ADHD and it's like on to the next thing. But I've kind of seen a mix between positive feedback and then half of it saying like it's broken on PS4. And I've seen some like videos of people like throwing machetes into cars and stuff, and it like blowing them into oblivion. Still, so I don't know. Part part of me still thinks it's broken in 2022, but it, it almost looks broken in a fun way. Like I, I do want to kind of jump back in and, and give it a fair shot because I do think there's a great game under all those bugs and stuff. And and I, I really think that more people should go back and give it a fair shot because I
2: think it is going to be a good game. I'll probably go back and beat it at some point if we get a slow month here. Hey, as for your Okami crack, if that clock counts down and it turns out to be Okami, I'll go back and play it. Because if the game's worthy of getting another sequel, then it must be good. But if it's not worthy of getting another sequel, I won't even waste my time. But will you go back and play Street Fighter V? Never Uh, again.
1: (laughs) As far as uh, the Cyberpunk goes, um, I think that's probably something we should all do as a uh, as a group. Um, Obviously separate systems but when the when the lull comes you know when there's no games the new no new games coming out or games of note uh, that'd be a fun fun one to jump back into let's go back into night city
0: all right let's jump into the final story number five here so nintendo is going to be discontinuing the 3ds and wii u e-shops in 2023 how are you guys feeling about this one i mean do you feel like it's time do we riot since you can never really transfer relevant content to the next To the next
2: gen, and you have to buy the same games over and over. What's the vibe? They want to hit people for doing like emulators, but they're taking away everything that we can play these classic games on. So in a way, they're kind of they're kind of just like fueling the fire. There, they're kind of just giving them the go ahead, but they're gonna bitch about it later when they you know the entire 3ds is up on some website and you could just you know snag those games for free. But I mean, what do you expect if you want to play those old games? You're not going to be able to do it now. All of these classic games, they're being resold for a ridiculous amount. And nobody's going to be able to go out and buy that and find a working SNES. The thing that pisses me off about it is part of me thinks it's like a, they're discontinuing it here to roll it
0: out on the new system. So everyone has to buy it again. Yeah, it's the same and thing I, they've been I,
2: doing since
0: the first Wii. Yeah I just wish there was more like fan support like I just want to like shout out Xbox for doing what they're doing because they're really like revisiting and like putting work in to make those old games better and like make them available to their gamers like on their console and And I just wish more people would kind of frame boost and shit yeah like I wish more people would take a a note out of that book and kind of do that but I mean, I get it in a sense where it's hard for a company that's not as big as Microsoft to be doing that because, again, just going back to the cyberpunk thing, we all have short memories. But Nintendo knows that all of its fans are playing those old games. I mean, that's the bulk of what they do. You know, it's the same series. It's been the same series. And there's definitely a lot of people that go back and play those games for nostalgia.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, let's call Nintendo out on their bullshit. You know, it. I, I feel like Nintendo does get a, a lot of pass when it comes to... Um, some of the very um, fucked up practices that they do. Uh, they had that one dude, I guess they sued that one dude who had that YouTube um, that basically just had songs of old classic Nintendo um, games. And I mean, he's, this guy's not really like, I would say he's not breaking any real laws, right? We all want to listen to uh video game music and this is the this that was the only way to actually to actually listen to it and now it's gone right so where can we listen to nintendo music you know past marios or anything like that like we don't have that stuff anywhere um as far as them closing the shops um i really love the 3ds I i bought games on there i had a wii u didn't really care for it as much but there was a lot of stuff that was cool that you can play on there I mean, I think they had a Game Boy Advance store, which that's awesome. It really sucks that we will not get these games available on uh, the switch or hell, like Marcus said, we're gonna have to buy these damn games again. And I honestly think that that's some some real bullshit.
0: So we did get a question from one of our viewers, and uh, this one comes from I am Just Incredible, who was a friend of the pod and shout out to his uh, podcast, the Battleborn Gaming Podcast. So he asks if you could create a mashup of two totally different games. Which two would you choose? You want to open that one up, Kevin?
1: All right, that that's a really good question. Um I off the top of my head, I'm going to say maybe something like a Super Metroid and a Resident Evil, you know, um more Super Metroid leaning as in like it's it's 2D uh side scroller metroidvania. Um, something like that but with uh, horror vibes like monsters that chase you down but they're they aren't invincible Um, and like a lot of uh, zombies or like creatures like that that we can just tear them apart I think that would be kind of fun to see I, I really enjoy Super Metroid so
2: I think for mine I would mash up and this is kind of like they're similar but they're not I would mash up uh, Kirby and Mega Man. Picture like a side-scrolling 2D like Mega Man style game. You know, kind of fast-paced, has like a, a slide attack and attack-based rather than like inhale the enemy and kill it. And like have like the end boss style where you like go through the trapdoor and like you fight the boss, then you steal their abilities. Picture that, but with like Kirby instead of Mega Man. Like I think that would be pretty fun. We already kind of saw that with like a Street Fighter X Mega Man game where Mega Man would take on the Street Fighter characters. I think that was like a fan made project and Capcom promoted it. Yeah, I think that would be fun.
1: That sounds awesome actually. <laughs> I'd play that.
0: So I kind of do this in my head all the time and I, I really love this question. So thanks for the good question. Um I I would mash up a game called Ghost Runner and then The Force Unleashed. Ghost Runner if, if you've never heard of that game, so it's like a, a first person slasher game. So picture mirror's edge meets like a ninja gaiden where you're flying around at fast pace and kind of like slicing enemies in half and stuff like that and you get cool skills i think it would be super cool to have like a star wars force unleash game where you have like force powers and stuff like that and you're running around with the lightsaber in first person moving at a fast pace like a jedi and just slicing people in half and stuff i think that would be freaking awesome to see something like that come out
1: i like that idea
0: Yeah, So so thanks again for the good question. And and that leads us into our final segment here on the Wolf City Gamecast. Uh, This is this or that. And I think, uh, Kevin, you prepared this week's episode, right?
1: Yeah. um, So this one is for Cameron. And uh, I didn't tell him what it was. So there's no preparing here. All right. So we have here. Is this a Star Wars character or old timey baseball players? All right. So the first one is. We got Bodie Rook, baseball player. Star Wars.
2: Really?
1: <laughs> yeah. Wait, fucking Rogue One, bro. <laughs> Dude, I don't
2: fucking know names. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, the next next one here is uh, Bren Derwin. That sounds like Star Wars. It is Star Wars. Good job. All right, we have Red Ames, baseball player. Correct. All right. Now we have June Sato. Star Wars. Good job. All right. And the next one is Beaks Becker. Star Wars. Old timey baseball. All right. It seems like you, you uh, beat what I had last week. Um, good job. And I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did uh, creating this.
0: All right, well, that's going to do it for us here on the Wolf City Gamecast. Uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in, and, and again, all your, all your support. Um, you can always follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, all that good stuff. It's at Wolf City Games, and uh, thanks for the support. Have a good one, guys.
1: Peace out, y'all.